fourth episode of the Cantina Podcast. I'm your bartender and host today. My name is Isaac. In this podcast, we talk everything Star Wars, ranging from video game shows and movies to diving deep into lore, including canon and legends. So if you enjoy Star Wars, I hope you will stick around and have some fun. If you are sticking around, then what are you doing? Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and relax as we get into today's topics. The first topic I would like like to talk about today is a new show that should be coming out sometime in 2023. The show I'm talking about is called The Acolyte. The Acolyte is one of the many Star Wars shows that will be coming out on Disney Plus in the next couple of years. The release date is not actually confirmed for when The Acolyte will be released, but recently it was announced that production for the show will be started in February of 2022 in Pinewood, London. So, with some estimation and looking at how fast past productions have been put out, we can easily estimate that The Acolyte will be released sometime in 2023. It is very likely since they are beginning production for the series in February 2022, we can also estimate uh, when we will know the casting for each character in the show. And I estimate that that will most likely be Christmas of this year when we know the casting for the characters in The Acolyte. The Acolyte is personally one of the shows I am looking forward to the most in the coming years because it is a show that will be uh, told from the perspective of the dark side during the High Republic era of Star Wars. The Acolyte will also be a live-action show and not an animated one, and the fact that this will be a live-action show excites me a lot because the High Republic is an era that has not been presented in a live-action format before. Obviously, we've seen a lot of other Star Wars shows that have been uh, presented in a live-action format, including you know, iconic shows like The Mandalorian, but we've never seen something that has been uh, presented in a live-action format during the High Republic era. So, moving on, the High Republic is an era that has only been explored in comics novels and the Knights of the Old Republic video game. So that's another reason why it excites me to see it in a TV show format or uh, in a live-action TV show format. So seeing this era in a live-action TV format should be very exciting based on uh, just seeing how Lucasfilm will handle uh, presenting this era in live-action. So not much is known about the story of the Acolyte right now. except that it takes place towards the end of the High Republic era, about 200 years before the movie The Phantom Menace, so episode one of the main movie saga, and that the main characters and main point of view of the story will be following the dark side and Sith, and what they were doing during this time. The idea of solely following dark side or Sith characters in a story is one that has not been explored much in the Star Wars universe, so it'll be interesting how Lucas to see how Lucasfilm will handle uh, the point of view shift from seeing everything from a light side POV to seeing everything from dark side POV. Because, I mean, there, I, I, I don't think there's ever been a show that has com- just completely been uh, seeing everything from how the dark side views the galaxy and how the Sith are handling everything. 
so I think it'll be very fun to see what what everyone what all the dark side was up to during this time uh, it will be especially fun to see how the dark side characters actually maneuver throughout the galaxy at this time because the Sith and the dark side were not actually well sorry excuse me um, It'll be interesting to see how they maneuver throughout the galaxy at this time because the Sith and Darkseid were actually supposed to be extinct by this time, but as we know they were not and were actually just secretly building up their strength and numbers again in the shadow until they were big enough and strong enough again to uh, challenge the Jedi for power again. So it'll be fun to see if they have a sort of underground uh, sort of thing with uh, all this different Sith and everything, or if it, uh, or if they were just in hiding this whole time and secretly sending messages. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they were actually communicating and what they were doing throughout the galaxy to prepare to prepare for their fight against the Jedi again. But uh, that is all the news that I have for the new show, The Acolyte. Uh, so let's get into our next topic. The next topic I would like to talk about is in the video game realm. So we're moving out of the TV show realm and we're moving on to Star Wars video games now. So the game, or potential game I guess I should say, that I would like to talk about is a Star Wars Battlefront spin-off game. <clears throat> This game has not been officially announced, so this is still all speculation technically, but there have been rumors that the game company EA are making a Star Wars Battlefront spin-off game. You might be wondering why I am calling this game a Battlefront spin-off. Well, the reason I'm calling it a spin-off game is because there is a lot of definitive evidence that this game will contain Battlefront 2's campaign characters as uh, the main characters and main focus of the game. So naturally, again, it is not confirmed that it will be a Battlefront spinoff, but since it has many of the same characters from the Battlefront 2 campaign, it's pretty safe to assume that it most likely will be a spinoff of Battlefront 2, or Battlefront in general, I guess. And like I said, this game is not yet has yet to be confirmed, but it has some very convincing evidence that it will be will actually be a game that we will have in the next couple of years. And I have evidence for this, which I will go over now. So if you are one of the very few people who have never played Battlefront 2's campaign, <clears throat> I will tell you this, the campaign consisted of four main characters, Aiden Versio, Del Miko, Gideon Hask, and Admiral Garrick Versio. Now the reason I'm mentioning the characters from, uh, from Battlefront 2's campaign is obviously because they are, like I said, they're, they are, uh, they have been leaked to be the main characters of this next, um, of this uh, Battlefront spinoff and because three of the four actors behind these characters that I mentioned have actually confirmed that they have been working on a motion capture project you know at the same time recently that is 
so they were so they recently confirmed three of them confirmed that they were working on motion capture for a game they didn't say they were working together but they said at, at the same time that they were all uh, working on a new motion capture for a game so it's kind of safe to assume that this that that might be the Star Wars game, the Star Wars Battlefront spinoff that I that I'm talking about. And um, I know I didn't say they uh, didn't say they were working together, but two because I was talking about three of the actors, three of the four actors, but two of the actors that I mentioned, or two of the actors behind the char- the characters did actually confirm that they were working together on the same project. Obviously, they didn't confirm what the project was, but they did mention that they were working on a project together. And and these same actors have also recently been teasing some things on Twitter at one another, sort of hinting that they are working together on uh, the Battlefront game together, because they posted such things as uh, some of them posted uh, pic- them with the uh, pictures of their old uh, motion capture suits that they uh, used when they were motion capturing for Battlefront and having um, <clears throat> and saying like, oh, it's good to see this old friend again and things such as that. So kind of hinting that they are putting on the old gear again to... Uh, kind of go back into their old characters so that's something that they've been teasing on Twitter together and another piece of evidence is that there have has been a lot of uh, Twitter engagement between the actors and a main and a man named Mitch Dyer if you don't know who Mitch Dyer is Mitch Dyer was actually the writer for the entire Battlefront 2 campaign and there were a lot of cryptic tweets between Mitch and the actors recently, and they were all kind of silently hinting that they uh, were were, <clears throat> were working together again on another game. The making of the of this Battlefront two spin or this Battlefront spinoff game would also fall in with EA's confirmation that they have been working on multiple Star Wars games right now. It would also make a lot of sense for EA to milk the Battlefront name with a spinoff rather than to go all out on a totally new Star Wars game. Another good reason for EA to make this game is because they already have so many existing uh, resources and assets from uh, Battlefront 2 that they could just pull from there if they were to make a uh, spinoff game. And it would make it so much easier to just make a spinoff game using those assets and resources rather than uh, trying to make a brand new game. But of course, this is all still theories, rumors, leaks, and speculation because nothing has been confirmed yet. If I were to take a guess for when this game might be announced, I would say towards the end of 2023 at least. Uh, although there is still always a, a small chance that it could be announced at EA Play Live uh, 20, 2022. 
I doubt that, because that'd be a very early announcement, in my opinion, for the game. But there's still always the chance. Anyways, that's all I have on the, the uh, new Star Wars Battlefront spin-off game that might be coming out. Or that might be announced fairly soon in the next couple of years. So, why don't we end the episode off with a quick little piece of lore like we always do. So, the story I would like to talk about today is from canon. It is a canon story. And it is the story of the only time Grandmaster Yoda ever talked about his master. So, Yoda is one of the most popular Jedi Masters in all of Star Wars, and yet he is still actually one of the most mysterious. Little is actually revealed or known about Yoda's past before he became the Grand Master of the Jedi Order, in canon at least. We don't know much about... Obviously there's many stories that are told in, in uh, Legends about his life before, but canon-wise, uh, we it it's not uh, there isn't a lot of uh, confirmed things about Yoda's past, so we don't actually know much about him. But there is one Jedi in canon, however, that we know even less about than Yoda, and it's Yoda's ma- Jedi Master. And uh, we do know quite a bit about Yoda's master in Legends, just like Yoda. But in canon, there's actually only one time where he is ever mentioned. And it's by Yoda. So, in canon, there's only a single exchange where Yoda mentions his master. And that was to Luke Skywalker on Dagobah. So, Luke might have even been the first student Yoda had ever told like the story of his Jedi Master and it's actually pretty safe to say that considering in canon this was the first time he's ever uh, Yoda ever talks about him so the first time he's ever mentioned and the story Yoda tells Luke is how his Jedi Master helped him fight the hatred within himself Yoda tells Luke that it is only because of his Jedi Master that Yoda knows how to live in total peace and how he is able to live without fear and without wars within himself. Yoda tells Luke that he can teach him this lesson as his master once taught him, and Yoda goes on to tell the story of how, in his early life, he was once a warrior who believed in the path of war. And, but uh, one day, his Jedi Master taught him that the path of war was actually not the right path. Yoda recalls the touching moment with his Jedi Master when a messenger came to his master bringing news that one of his other pupils had been killed in battle. But rather than being saddened or angered by this news, Yoda's master actually began to celebrate, which confused Yoda at first. Because you see, Yoda at this time uh, still thought uh, in the way of a warrior, and so when one of his comrades gets killed, especially one of the other pupils that's under his master, because uh, 
he would have been friends with that pupil, other pupil, most likely, because they were tra- training under the same master at the same time. So Yoda had all these feelings when uh, one of his comrades was killed. He had all this anger and hatred and sadness that was just built up in him that he would use against his enemies at the time. <clears throat> and he expected his master to actually uh, respond in the same way to this news. But, like I said, rather than being saddened or angered, he began to celebrate. And Yoda was confused by this until his master explained that rather than thinking of uh you know, his pupil dying as death, rather than viewing it as death, he viewed his pupil's death as moving on to another form in the Force. So rather than being sad that his pupil was now gone, he was happy because his pupil had moved on to his next uh, form and his next uh, step in the Force. And Yoda's master went on to explain that this was just a part of life and something to be happy about, not saddened over. And this showed Yoda how to actually live in peace and be in tune with everything around you, or around him. Because seeing his master just completely at peace with what had happened to his pupil amazed Yoda. And it showed him how strong of a, uh, how strong his and wise his master was. And so he learned from this experience with his master, he learned how to live in peace just as his master did. And Yoda's master showing him how to live in peace is in great part why Yoda became so powerful in the light side of the force actually. Because the light side makes those that do not desire power the most powerful of all. And uh, since Yoda was at peace, he no longer desired power or anything like that. He was at peace with where he was at, uh, at that moment in time. Um, And it's also hinted towards the end of this conversation that the only reason Yoda even told this story to Luke was because he uh, he would be the last of the Jedi Order after Yoda's death. Um, Yoda had never told anybody else about uh, his master, really. He had never told the stories to anyone uh, because he had, I don't know why, actually, but he had uh, always kept them close to his heart and never actually told any stories of his master until now. And But you can tell even from the story that, uh, that his master was someone that was very uh, <clears throat> held especially in his heart and that Yoda cared a lot about and very well respected. But that's the end of this story. That's the end of the story of the only time Yoda's Jedi Master was ever mentioned in canon. So that is all for I had that I had that is all that I have for today's podcast. Thank you so very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you will come back next time for some more Star Wars news, stories, and more. But until then, thank you for coming to the Cantina, and I hope to see you again. Goodbye. Thank you.